Welcome to Nazra Reviews. This is Brian, your host, and today we're going to redeem Rudger Howard from the last episode by talking about Hitcher, The Hitcher. I found it on accident looking through movies and decided I brought it up enough. Might as well do it. So we have Rudger Howard as John Ryder, The Hitcher. We have C. Thomas Howell as Jim Halsey. We have Jennifer Jason Lee as Nash, who I only know her from one thing, and it's single white female, and I only know that because my brother brings it up more than you would think he would. Uh, C. Thomas Howell's in, like, one of the newer Spider-Mans. I think The Amazing Spider-Man. I guess that's not new anymore. As, like, a cameo, and he's in the sequel to this movie, and I don't know anything else he's in off the top of my head. We also have Dale from The Walking Dead. He's also the guy that's like, there's something in the mist. In the mist. He's also the lawyer in Shawshank. He's in a lot of Frank Darabont stuff. But he's looking way young in this one. About the youngest I can ever remember him, to be honest. There's also the dad from Critters. He's just a cop that gets to talk a couple of times. So, basically, this whole entire movie is... John Ryder is tormenting Jim Halsey throughout this entire fucking movie. Trying to kill him? No, not really. Just trying to fuck with him. Is his end goal to kill him? Yeah. But he's going to take his time. Um, that's that's about it. It's a fun and exciting movie. It's fast-paced. Not a lot of slow spots. And all of the sp- slow spots get ruined at the end some way or another. So it keeps your attention the whole time. This is an HBO movie. So it's, it's one step away from a made-for-TV movie. At least it's made for a movie channel. Made-for-TV movie. But... Other than the, it was made in the 90s, I think, film quality, it's pretty good. Lots of fire, lots of explosions, all that fun stuff. Oh yeah, and Rudger Hauer actually being fucking creepy instead of a weird robot. He's way better in this than he was in Omega Doom, and he was the main character in Omega Doom. Alright, let's spoil this shit up and get to the overview. So we got a night drive with Jim, just, they're in the desert. I'm going to say Wyoming just because, why not? If the movie told me, I didn't listen, don't care. A Volkswagen bug passes him and he's starting to fall asleep almost creams i I get it i almost did a head-to-head with a cop one time because i fell asleep at the wheel so i understand where he's coming from but it starts to rain and he sees a hitchhiker picks him up it's john and he's an odd odd fellow you can tell there's something up with him right away he doesn't answer questions properly he doesn't talk straight at all as they're talking and by the way you can tell that a lot of time has passed while he's driving because they pass the bug, and John pushes the gas, pushes uh, Jim's leg to step on the gas, and he's freaking Jim out at this point, and Jim's like, you need to get out of my fucking car. Actually, it's not his car. It's a drive-away. I don't, I never knew what that meant, don't know if that's actually real, but Jim is transporting this car from Chicago to San Diego, and that's why he's here. So John's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. So you're gonna drive and I'm gonna sit here. Jim thinks he's out of gas, but John's never straight with any of his answer. He confesses to killing the guy that was in the bug. He cut off his legs and his arms and his head, and he's gonna do the same thing to Jim. But before he can say anything, they roll up to a construction site, and I've never had any construction person ever talk to me when I was stopped at a construction site, but this is a movie, and a different time, I guess. John has a knife to Jim's balls, but it's a switchblade, so he's got it covered up with his hand, and it looks like he's going for a hand job or whatever, so the construction guy's like, have fun, sweethearts, and lets him go. Uh, they bring up Rockford, Illinois here, because that's where the construction worker's wife is from, and the only reason I bring that up is because I think it's neat when other towns in Illinois get brought up other than Chicago, especially since I'm way closer to Rockford than I am to Chicago. (laughs) So at this point, John starts asking Jim questions. My favorite one is, 
paraphrasing here, but do you know what it looks like when an eyeball gets punctured as he has the switchblade blade next to his eye? The other one is how uh, how much blood spurts out of the neck, I believe. At this point, John's like, I want you to stop me. If you stop me, this will be over type of situation. If you don't stop me, I'm gonna fuck with you until I kill you. John wants Jim to say, I want to die. Jim can't say it. He tries when he's about to say it. He just yells, I don't want to die and fucking kicks his ass out of the car and just drives off. John seems to like the challenge. I feel like he's not had a challenge like this before. It's the next day. Jim's passed by a family. Guess who's in that car? Bet you can guess. He tries to stop him, but he looks crazy and he almost gets slammed by a bus. So the car drives off and sometime later he finds the car and he goes and inspects the car and he finds dead kids and then he throws up. I get it. No shame in that. He finally makes it to an abandoned gas station. There's quite a few gas stations in this movie. And while he's looking around for a phone that works because he finds a phone that doesn't work, John just shows up, throws his keys at his feet, basically saying you should probably hold on to these so I can't take them, stupid. And then John gets in a truck and drives off. Well, he hitches in a truck and drives off. We're back on the road again. On the road again. And all of a sudden he gets slammed by said truck and then just leaves just to fuck with him. Just be like, hey, I killed these people and took this truck specifically to fuck with you have fun rolls up to another gas station this one's empty and he's locked away from the phone but uh john just drives through the wall and through the gas pumps and uh yeah there's gas everywhere so he lights a cigarette by the way side note if you're trying to quit smoking do not watch this movie or boondock saints they smoke all the time they bring up cigarettes all the time bad idea Back to the movie. He flicks a cigarette and Jim just barely makes it out of there before the fucking gas station explodes. And as he's driving away, the hood of his car is all on fire. It's pretty badass. Not gonna lie. We see Nash get off the bus to go to work. She is the cook at a diner at a gas station. Or a waitress at the diner. Sorry. Jim shows up. He sees that he... She sees that he's frantic. Lets him in for a phone call. Calls the cops. Cops are like, we'll be there. He's like, I'll stay. He gets all cleaned up. She makes him some food. They talk a little bit. Get to know each other a little bit. And he's eating and they're steak fries. So this is going to make more sense. But we've always made fun of this part of the movie ever since we saw it. And it's not because he grabs a finger and goes to eat it and can't tell that it's a finger before he eats it. It's the fact that who picks up a french fry, takes a bite, and then puts it down even if you're distraught when you just hold on to the french fry till you eat it all well jim doesn't do that and he bites half a french fry in half or steak fry american fry thick cut fry whatever you want to call it and he picks it up and he goes to bite and it's a severed finger luckily when he's running out of the fucking diner throwing up again the cops show up yay cops so the cops are instantly guns drawn get down warning shot so they tie him up or handcuff him put him on the hood of the car and they're rifling through his pockets and they find his wallet's missing and a bloody knife can't imagine how that got there so when they find the knife jim freaks out this is my favorite this is me and my brother's favorite probably uh movie mistake ever so the two cops here there's uh the dad from critters and this younger guy and jim freaks out a little bit when he when he sees the knife and he he gets up he goes to get up and the younger cop slams his head down or slams him really hard against the hood and it flops his leg back and his leg swings back and kicks that guy in the back of the head he doesn't flinch nothing they left it in the movie and it's amazing just bam thwack done it's great so they're at the cop shop now this is where we learn he doesn't have any id he gets two phone calls he calls the the driveway service but it's the weekend so they're not there and he tries to call his brother but doesn't pick up the interrogator's like this dude's not a fucking killer what the fuck's happening (laughs) so he falls asleep in his cell and has nightmares about picking up a psychopath makes sense but then he wakes up to an open cell and a lot of dead fucking cops 
The dogs didn't get killed, though, so at least John Ryder's not a total monster. But the dogs are licking up a lot of the blood from the dead cops. He takes a gun from one of the cops, and he fucks off into the desert, because the other cops show up right away. He he beats feet. He gets to another gas station of some description. He's trying to use a phone. The cops, random cops just roll up and he takes them hostage. He's pretty good about it. He gets to him first. No big deal. He wants to talk to somebody in charge. So he gets a hold of, he makes one of the cops get him in contact with Captain Estridge, who is Dale from The Walking Dead, whatever his name is. He makes a deal. Yes, I'm going to come in so we can talk about this. I want this to end. I didn't do it, but I'm in trouble. And as soon as that is over, John comes in and just fucking shoots the two cops in the face and just drives away. (laughs) Jim runs off into the desert again and he's about to blow his own head off and then he's like, "Ah, nah, I don't want to end the movie yet. So he keeps going. He gets to another diner and he just needs some coffee and he's sitting there all spaced out, not paying attention and somebody sits down next in the booth with him, across from him and uh, it's John and John's like, hey, what's up? Jim's like, I'll blow your ass in half right now. John's like, with what bullets in that gun? I bet I can shoot you first. And he puts his hand under the table with his, he finger guns the real gun and uh, he hits the table with his knee and says bang, which makes, which is funny because it makes Jim jump because he would have died if he wouldn't have pulled the trigger. And then he uh, unleashes all the rounds at John. Unfortunately, John wasn't bluffing and he didn't have any bullets. So then he freaks him out by putting pennies on his eyes. I forgot that they did that in Boondock Saints when I brought that up earlier. That's funny. And then just gives him the bullets to the gun and leaves. He's literally there just to fuck with him. Just be like, I'd kill you anytime. Have fun, bye. A bus pulls up. Nash is on this bus, but Jim doesn't know that. So he sneaks onto the bus while, you know, they're at their stop. And when he notices Nash, he pulls her into the, the toilet and points a gun at her. And is like, you need to trust me. And she's like, I do, I swear. And he's like, I don't think you do. And she's like, yeah, you're probably right. And he's like, let's just go sit down. But the cops stop the bus. And they're going to execute Jim. He's like, you spit on my wrist, wipe it off. And I'm pretty sure that was going to be their excuse for the witnesses to say he was going for the gun when he shot him. But Nash, because he, when he gets off the bus, he surrenders. He throws the gun out before the cops see him, before anything happens. And he's like, I'm not guilty, but I give up running. And they're going to execute him. And then Nash gets hold of the gun, shoots it in the air, and's like, put your damn guns down, let's go. So they steal their cop car. And this whole time, John's watching from a distance. This is the first time they show us John watching him from a distance, by the way. But the chase is on, because they're being chased by two cop cars. And Jim wants Nash to shoot out the tires of the cop cars, but she's like, I don't want to shoot at anybody because I don't want to make this shit worse. And I'm like, I see both your points. But the cops are shotgunning your car while they're driving, so maybe try to shoot out the tires. So she does, and she drops the gun before she even shoots. Okay. They can't get the shotgun out of its locked holder in the cop car. So the cops get right up alongside of him and they're going to shotgun him straight up in the side. And Jim's like, fuck this, slams on the brakes. The cop shoots the tire out of the other cop car. And then since they're going like 105 miles an hour, it causes both cars to flip. And then they're driving on and a helicopter shows up and three more cop cars. John's like... Eh, I don't think they can handle a helicopter. So he fucking rolls up in his truck and just empties his revolver into the helicopter. Helicopter fucking crashes, fucking explodes. It flips one car, explodes another car, and the other one gives up. (laughs) John's a straight badass. Nash is freaking out because they just leave the car and 
She's like, why didn't he kill us? What is happening? And Jim's like, we have to go to this motel where they have a little moment of let's calm down and bond a little bit. And then Jim goes and gets a shower. Nash calls her dad just to tell her where they are and that it's all okay. And John is uh, snuck in the room while she is sleeping and lays next to her all creepy like, acts like Jim for a second and steals her. When Jim goes to look for her, Estridge grabs him and's like, Hey, we have a situation. He wants to talk to you, but he's got Nash tied her arms and legs, well, her arms to the semi-truck and her legs to the trailer with some rope. And if he lets off the clutch, the truck's going to roll and rip her in half, or at least rip her arms and legs off, whichever gives first. So Jim has to go talk to him, and he's like, you can shoot me now, or I can uh, just rip her in half, and we're going to see how that goes. Jim's like, but they'll catch you at this point. And he's like, I don't give a shit because he's fucking crazy. So he can't do it. Nash gets ripped in half and they show just enough of it to freak you out. Uh, also, John's massive disappointment in Jim for not being able to shoot him is very apparent when he calls him useless. So now they're trying to find info. They got him in the new cop shop. They're trying to find information on John. They don't even know his name yet. Only Jim knows his name, but he's too freaked out to know that he knows it yet. But they can't find anything on him. He isn't talking. And Jim's finally like, John Ryder. So he wants to go talk to him. And he he's weird about it. He's like, I want to thank you. And then he shakes his hand and spits in his face. And then just gets carted off because you're not supposed to do that. Uh, Rudger Howard is really, really, really good at making stuff creepier than it needs to be because when he wipes the spit off of his face, it's pretty gross. I mean, the way he does it's just fucking creepy. He's just like, mmm, spit, lovely, it's good for my skin, I'm gonna wipe it across my entire face. Fucking gross. So they're transfer- transferring, transferring him in a prison bus, and Jim's like, hey, Captain Estridge, I'm gonna need to go kill him because he's gonna break out of that bus. And Estridge's like, you're gonna get yourself killed, and he's like, you need to get out of this car, I have shit to do. So Estridge gets out of the car, he shows up to the tri- prison bus, and here's a shotgun blast because... Guess who escaped? We're at the final showdown, guys. So he he shoots open the emergency hatch to the bus. And instead of, like, shooting at Jim or anything, he just jumps in through the windshield. But Jim slams on the brakes, throws him out of the car. But he can't find the gun and the truck won't start. So John just starts shotgunning the truck. Estridge's truck. A lot. Jim finally gets to start and fucking just hammers into him. Slams him. Looks like he's crippled, by the way. The way he's crumpled on the ground. And... He just won't stay down. Jim gets the shotgun and John looks dead. So he turns around to walk away. John gets up, throws the handcuffs down and Jim's like, fuck this shotgun time and blows his ass away. And the credits start rolling. And for a good few minutes, you get to see Jim processing what just happened in a very pretty shot with a sunset with a silhouette of him next to the car. And that was the hitcher. I like it a lot. I think it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, it's not blockbuster or anything like that. But if you just need a movie you want to watch where this fucking kid can't take can't get a break, but he's trying, this is your movie. Plus, it's a good representation of how creepy Rugger can be. I will talk about the sequel to this movie some other time, and I will talk about the remake some other time. But next week, we're going to watch Mama by the same people that did the new it the two it movies that came out recently i believe it's a brother and sister 
pair of directors and jessica jessica chastain is also in mama as like the main character just like she's uh beth in uh, the second it but it's pretty good i wouldn't have bought it if i didn't like it apparently it's staring at me right now that's the reason i picked it anyway hope you all have a good week we're rolling up on that one year anniversary i don't know if i'm gonna do anything special for it but we'll find out talk to you next week bye